Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Larson tried to go to the middle. Oh, he got turned. Larson Pastrana in the fence. We still green. No, the caution is out. There's a flag at the 10. And we'll wait for official word on whether Ricky Stenhouse or Joey Logano has won the Daytona 500. Come to the checker first, baby. It is not the flag. It is not the caution. It is NASCAR's decision as to where those two cars were when the button was pushed to activate the caution, and Ricky Stenhouse has won the Daytona 500. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., Daytona 500 winner. And we're back, folks. The Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Garage Door Guru, text line 704-570-9610. Twitter is Wes and Walker. I'm not spelling it out for you this time. You should have paid attention in language class. We're going to start talking about <laughs> the Daytona 500 from yesterday. Very exciting race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., or a.k.a. Danica Patrick's ex-boyfriend, wow. got the victory yesterday. Came in with the 25th best odds, according to FanDuel. And we have my man, Adam Alexander, in here to tell us how it happened. Adam, what's going on, my man? Now, wait a minute. He's Wes, be nice. He's <laughs> married, so we can't be calling him Danica Patrick's ex-boyfriend. He's married. Let the guy move on. My bad. That was the fact that I gave my girl for her to be like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, just to give her a little bit of context. As to That's the is. number one. Now you got to call him Daytona 500 winner. Now we this have is a different true. fact to give him. This is true. All right, so Adam. Once you win the Daytona 500, you should be introduced always and forever as a Daytona 500 champion and never again. Is Danica Patrick. <laughs> and, and Adam, love that because that leads me right into my first question. Now, they talk about the Daytona being the Super Bowl of NASCAR, but we also know you have to race for a championship in NASCAR. Just how much weight does winning the Daytona 500 hold on a driver's legacy? Does it weigh almost as much as championships or more or what? I would say it's it's one and and one a and and you know maybe you put the championship just above winning the Daytona 500. But even though the Daytona 500 is a points paying race, and with his victory yesterday, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You know, in theory, we never know how many winners we're going to get, but in theory, this locks him in to the playoffs, and and this is a big part of winning a championship, winning at Daytona because of, of what it qualifies you for and what it does for you in the points and all that. I, I would say that they're almost two different deals because Daytona, so much goes into winning Daytona. We're down there for a week. The format is unlike anything else you will see throughout the, the season. So to me, they're, they're two different entities, even though the, the Daytona 500 ha- can have championship implications. And there is, is little doubt. You want to hoist that trophy at the end of the year. You, you put so much time and effort and energy into doing that. But if you can win the Daytona 500, it makes everything else that you will experience in the season so much easier today. Adam Alexander, host of NASCAR Race Race Hub and also NASCAR Xfinity Series play-by-play guy. So 
Ricky Stenhouse is the first driver from a single-car team to win the Daytona 500 since Trevor Bain did it with Wood Brothers Racing in 2011. I mean, how was he able to do this? What did you see yesterday as how he was able to secure this victory? The one thing I would say right up front with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and you talked about the odds, and he was 25th on the betting board, and that really doesn't surprise me when you would evaluate him wholly in comparison with the competition. But if you zoom in and look at his history and where he typically runs well and where his past wins have been, you would say that Ricky is a better-than-average pick because even though he's with a single-car team, and even though he hasn't had a top 10 finish since the Coke 600 last May here at Charlotte Motor Speedway, he is really, really good at both Daytona and Talladega. Just understands the draft. And, you know, there's give and take. He, he's very, very aggressive. That can be good. It can get you eliminated early. It can take out a lot of really good cars. And that has happened. And, and so it makes it difficult to pick him because you know he's going to let it all hang out. Perfect example, 20 laps to go in this race. He gets caught for speeding on pit road. Most circumstances, you're out of a chance. That's being aggressive. That's pushing the envelope. But the caution came out, kept him in the game, and he's there and he's able to pounce. I think we saw his talent in that first overtime restart. He comes from six, he gets the lead. And then once you're out front, in an overtime scenario, you kind of control the narrative and he's able to, to get it done and finish the deal. But he's really good at this type of racing. And yesterday he got a couple of breaks that allowed him to overcome some adversities. Uh, but when you look at, at some of the best, when, when it's this style of racing, you, know, you definitely consider that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to have a shot. It's Adam Alexander, NASCAR Xfinity Series play-by-play announcer on Fox, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. So, Adam, what would you say is the main storyline with how the race played out? Of course, you have Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning it. That's always going to be the top storyline who actually won the dang thing. But as far as just how it all played out, what are some other storylines you think you would put towards the top? When we talked here a week or two ago about storylines going into the season, a couple of things I mentioned. Kevin Harvick uh, entering his final year. His results yesterday would be something that, that I would look at. How did he you know, wrap up his final Daytona 500? Had a fast car, unfortunately involved in an accident, doesn't get the fruits of his labor. Kyle Busch going to a new team. Can he finally win the Daytona 500? Uh, that was an enormous question mark going in, and you felt like because he was with Richard Childress Racing, he would have a chance. They they won the last race at Daytona in August with Austin Dillon behind the wheel, and Kyle had a chance. I mean, he was in position. And if not for the caution with two laps to go, I think Kyle probably wins this thing. Uh, unfortunately, caution comes out. The restarts don't go their way, and he's unable uh, to close the deal and now 0 for 18. And, and you talk about Ophers in this race. There are some really good drivers that have won championships that have not won the Daytona 500. And a couple of them were really good yesterday. Martin Trex Jr. had a great race car. Unfortunately, inside of 20 laps to go, he's caught up in a crash. He's now over 19 in the Great American Race. And Brad Keselowski, you know, his teammate Chris Buescher got a good finish inside the top five. Brad was not able to finish the deal, but he led a bunch of laps and won a stage. If Brad had been able to win yesterday, that would have been uh, an awesome story, not just for he, but that race team. And, and unfortunately, he's another driver that's won a championship that has still gone fairly deep into his career without experiencing 
the the rejoice of winning the great American race. Well, and Adam, you know, just talking about Fiddy's guy, Chase Elliott, you know, he continued to struggle in yesterday's race, even though he has won a championship. How important is it for him to win both, right? If you have a championship, then it, does it always feel like you weren't able to complete everything you set out if you don't get this Daytona 500 uh, title under your belt? Yeah, I mean, it's one that's hanging out there for sure. And, and I did mention, you know, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson talking about champions who haven't won it just because they haven't been around as long. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that that's weighing as, as big on them as it is some of the other names I've mentioned. I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if Chase Elliott doesn't win a Daytona 500. He's pretty good at this style of race, and he won at Talladega last fall. He won at Atlanta, which is now a drafting track last summer. And you just associate the Elliott name with doing historic things. His dad uh, won two Daytona 500s. I anticipate that Chase will do it. He's driving for Hendrick Motorsports uh, that has had so much success in the 500. Kyle Larson, now a Hendrick guy, too. And, you know, he almost won this thing in 2017, leading at the white flag lap and then runs out of fuel. That opened the door for Kurt Busch, another champion, to get his one and only win in the Daytona 500. So, you know, I think those are two drivers that, that definitely are hungry for it and, and someday probably will get it, but probably not uh, the concern for them at this stage of their career in comparison to guys like Truex, Keselowski, and Kyle Busch. You can catch Adam Alexander hosting NASCAR Race Hub every day, Monday through Friday, and on the weekends as well, but at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And you can catch him on NASCAR Xfinity Series Racing as the play-by-play announcer. Adam, I appreciate the time as always. And speaking of hungry, we got to set up that dinner soon so we can go to a Mexican restaurant and uh, gorge on chips, as you and I said, that we cannot keep ourselves under control when the chips hit the table. Bring bring another basket, please. Bring another basket of chips, right? Good to be with you guys. Have a great week.